1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision.
0: Well, always excited to talk about some of the challenges that men around the world have been aspiring to. Locally, there are what are known as extreme character challenges. Internationally, there's another new level of challenge we haven't talked about as much, called a muscathlon. Now, what's all this all about? This extreme character challenge, places like the Swiss Alps or the Norwegian Fjords, the Scottish Munros, the Sequoia National Forests in California and the Scenic Rim in Queensland. Well, these are majestic places where men have been rising to real challenges with the ministry called the Fourth Musketeer. That's what that muskathlon word is all about. The latest muskathlon took place in Indonesia. Let's talk about what's happening with this men's ministry called the Fourth Musketeer. Michael Oon is joining us. He leads the Fourth Musketeer in Australia and also Chris Schmidt is joining us. He's one of the Fourth Musketeer executives. To you, Michael, and to Chris, welcome along to 2020.
1: Hi, how are you doing? Very well. Thanks very much, Neil. Having you
0: so long. Uh, let's talk about these uh, muskathlons for a few moments because you guys are doing an amazing job when it comes to men's ministry. Uh, there is a difference between these extreme character challenges and the muskathlon. You're only just back from Indonesia. Michael, uh, how did that all go? Because this is an opportunity for you to really get involved in sharing great resources and being involved with sometimes people in very poor circumstances.
2: Well, I think of the the uh, th- three three very um, three highlights I, I would like to share about the, the the recent run I've I've done in 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 um, in Indonesia. Uh, the first one is is the is that um, it's just the experience of being able to carry the child that has been sponsored, hug the father, and felt the tears of the grandmother who cried while uh, while I was praying for them. And so it's, it's, it's really, um, an, an emotional time for me. It's not just about just doing a run, raise the money and then be a hero when I arrive. It's actually, um, really, um, getting involved emotionally and, um, and, and, and physically and just being, uh, being amongst these people in, in, um, in, in their homes where poverty um, just confronts me straight away uh, when I arrive. So that that's the first highlight uh, that I thought, and and that's something I really didn't expect, that I could get so emotional myself as well. You've got these
0: physical challenges in sometimes majestic places around the world, and then you take men to a new level by taking them to places where there's extreme poverty and real need real hardship there's a contrast in that as there is a contrast in all of these different things that you do with the fourth musketeer
2: yes yes indeed and um so so the 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 other part of it is is the um the challenge to to raise fund and getting people to sponsor and just the, the preparation um uh, just getting there in itself, it's, it's sometimes quite tough in the sense that it it, it it gets very embarrassing up to a certain point when you go to the same person approaching them for money um, and also to a circle of friends that you've never, uh, like I've never really um, asked them for money before and to go and uh, repeatedly asking for help. And uh, in some ways, it humbled me. And personally, I've changed as a result of that just, just to humble myself and to um and and to just rise to the challenge of of asking and and telling the story and getting people to and increasing the awareness of people um that i know about what's going on in a little island in Sumba where poverty has been, um, you know, has been um, hitting hard on the people there for generations. And, of course, the mission
0: organisations you support, Compassion and Open Doors and A21 uh, deal with human trafficking, uh, dreadful things that are happening in some parts of the world, yeah. oftentimes in the developing world, and yet you've got wonderful mission organisations that you're supporting. At the same time, you've got men going to a new level in their own life. And when you talk about asking for money, uh, you're asking for sponsorship and this idea of asking for money a lot easier to ask for money when it's not for you personally isn't it yes and when you know that there is an incredible need that's going to be met it gets a lot easier to find sponsors
2: well i think i think the 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 challenge with the muscathlon is that you just don't go willy-nilly and says give give whatever you can and then leave it as that we have a target for each participant to aim for a $10,000 uh uh, package or 10 children being sponsored. So it is a big ask in a way. It is a big challenge. And, uh, I myself have not even raised more than a thousand dollars in my whole life. And for me to go out and say, get $10,000 or get 10 kids sponsored, it, it is, it is a tough one. It's almost like for me who have, n- who have never run more than 5k to suddenly do a marathon run. So there is a parallel between, um, you know, pushing myself uh, beyond my ability to uh, get funding, and at the same time training myself hard for a physical event a, 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 as well. And the biggest surprise is the emotional um, impact on me when I'm there. And so I've said, I've got all, got all three things happening in my head, happening in, in me, physically, emotionally, and actually spiritually. I'm so stretched uh, when when I do
0: this. And, of course, if you've got all of those participants all raising at least $10,000 each, when you turn up for the Muskathlon, uh together, everybody's contribution turns into a major that's mission uh, endeavour which which sows into those lives. And in Indonesia, you raise something in the vicinity of $600,000. Uh, that's apart from all of the sponsorships that happen for children as well.
2: That's correct. And on top of that, we have about 440 uh, children being sponsored. So the equivalent of this whole thing that we've raised is more than a million dollars for that event.
0: Chris Schmidt, you've been a participant, not only in the extreme character challenge, but you've done the mascathlon as well. Uh, everything that Michael's sharing there. How do you feel? And <laughs> what's your response? Uh, what were your feelings in participating?
1: I think, um, you know, a lot of what Michael has to say really applies across the board. Um, There's a challenge and something – I was a a pretty committed runner – um, had already run you know quite a few marathons so but what I noticed was that people it's not just for the elite athlete by any means but people were challenging themselves so in my case it meant running an ultra marathon um, in other people's case it meant running their first ever half marathon when they hadn't run 5k's before in their lives so people wanted to challenge themselves and it was an unbelievable environment to do that in because having had the experience of going to the projects meeting your sponsor kids spending time with them meeting their families and doing it all under a banner of God's blessing and spending time with your team as well was highly inspirational so by the time you get to the day we actually run it's kind of just the icing on the cake Um, and you know as as a relatively competitive runner at least in my head um, it was nice to have an event, not a race, um, particularly for that. For, in my case, for that ultra marathon. And there's also um, a walk. There's a there's a trek of 63 kilometres, which a couple of um, Australian ladies from Perth um, did, as well as a number of others. Um, and that's an amazing thing. Those guys are setting off at 10 o'clock at night, and they didn't finish till about 10 o'clock yeah. in the morning. And um, I saw some photos the other day, and they were completely exhausted. But it was it was amazing. So there's the physical side, but for me um the fundraising challenge was huge like michael i mean i've never raised any significant amount of money in my life and i'm probably an anomaly in the modern world that i'm not even on facebook so i had to use my wife was very kindly my proxy on facebook but you know god just bought the sponsorship and the the fundraising supporters out of the most unexpected places um and I think that was really inspiring as well to know that you're there praying and that God's answering those prayers. Because you really saw it in the fundraising. I, I really did. Just when you needed that inspiration where you felt pretty down in the dumps about it, um, you know, surprisingly enough, you'd pray and all of a sudden some more sponsorship would come in, just enough to give you that encouragement.
0: Well, there's three dimensions here that I can identify. It's this physical dimension, and that's what's captivating young men to get involved in the extreme character challenges and then the muscathlons. There's this challenge that is to raise funds to do something worthwhile. And, and as you guys say, you know, hadn't raised any significant money before, but <laughs> – All of a sudden you had a purpose to raise that money and you've actually seen how that money is being spent in the lives of people in a developing community. The third thing is, we're going to talk about this in just a few moments, the spiritual aspect of it, because it's a Christian mission that you're doing and there's something happens in the heart of a man. I'm going to ask you in just a few moments, uh, Michael, about this idea of a deep abyss between the head and the heart. And I'm going to ask you how that all connects when you're putting yourself under the stress of being involved in an extreme character challenge or a muskathlon and what that means to the life of a young man. Back with more in a few moments. We're talking about a Christian ministry called the Fourth Musketeer and the way that they challenge men not only physically, by doing extreme character challenges, but also when it comes to the way they deal with their own finances, uh, promoting the idea of really helping people who are in developing communities uh, through some of the best-known ministry organisations like Compassion or Open Doors or A21. There's a third element here which I want to pick up on with Michael Oon who leads the Fourth Musketeer in Australia – And this is the spiritual side. But before I get you to reflect on the spiritual side, Michael, the fourth musketeer, I mean, it is a catchy name for a ministry. And, uh, you know, everybody's heart and mind is thinking all for one, one for all. This is a great name for a men's ministry. This is something of what you've had in mind and what they have in mind globally uh, with regard to the name. And that truly is uh, about bringing men together.
2: That's correct. I think, um, if I could just help, uh, refresh, uh, you on what the fourth musketeer stands for, it came from the, um, the classic novel, The Three Musketeers, re- written by Alexander Dumas. But really, if you read the book, it's, um, the stories center around, uh, the fourth young fellow by the name of D'Artagnan. And it's about him, um, journeying through life, the ups and downs in the life of man. However, uh, somewhere along the way, he's always a supplier himself to be a full-fledged musketeer, but he has to go through the journey of, of learning, and, being, and, and eventually he got mentored by these three older guys, the three older musketeers. And towards the end of the story, he became a full-fledged musketeer. And what is a musketeer? A musketeer is someone who wants to serve the king, who fights for the king, and if need be, die for the king. And that's how uh, Pastor Hank in 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 the Netherlands some six years ago decided that we he starts this movement and he calls it the Fourth Musketeer. So you've got these different dimensions
0: to manhood that you're actually uh, focusing in on: the physical, putting men under pressure physically. And when you do the extreme character challenge, you're out in the wilderness. Basically, you've given up your phone and uh, your watch, and you're not taking anything with you, and, and you're in the middle of this extreme character challenge. It does something to men, perhaps ones who've been caught up in just playing video games and going through the motions of life, and it takes them out of their comfort zone. Then you've got the financial, and you've got this spiritual dimension. I mentioned just before the break this idea of a deep abyss between the heart and the head. When you're on one of these extreme ex- character challenges, this is what you're trying to bridge, isn't it?
2: That's correct. When when you're in the extreme character challenge, you um, you lose control of where you're going. You do not know what is happening. And at the same time, you have to uh, be challenged physically. So, um, and, and as a man who don't know and is not in control of his destination, it's a very uncomfortable position to be in. But more importantly is that it's it's not the distance, it's not the number of days you're walking and climbing and hiking. But it's actually the, the biggest, the most difficult breakthrough <clears throat> for a man is actually um, between the, the 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 mind and and the heart, that that I- even though the distance physically is the shortest, but it's actually the toughest to break because I- I- in many ways, um, and 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 one of the biggest issue with men is they don't want to share, they don't want to confide, they want to um, and and they want to do things on their own, and and part of the parcel of this is to say, come on, man, open up your heart, let 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 don't let your mind control what is right or wrong, but open up your heart and, and open your heart to, to the Lord when you're out there. And, and when a group of men journey together and we're challenged, and somewhere along the way there, there is an opportunity where each one of us will respond to God's voice in a very different way.
0: And this is one of your roles, isn't it, Michael? Because you get to be something of the storyteller. Yep. of the one who helps men to break out of their isolation yep. and to share something of the the depth of their own heart and in doing so that brings about a an, a possibility for this connection at a different point uh, and spiritually because you're talking about the things of
2: god that's correct i think um i think um the the elements of of a very tough hiking uh, program In combination with, uh, different speakers located at different spots, and each speaker, um, reading a piece of scripture in the Bible and relating it to men's issues, uh, typical issues like work, relationships, money, uh, sex, family, kids, being a husband, and, um, and each, each of these men who, who spoke to, who speaks to all the other men, Will also have to relate their own vulnerability in terms of reveal themselves in terms of how they overcome their fears and their challenges, and and in in as such that's how other men can relate to 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 the, to the speakers, and then other men within the group starts to open up. That's how that's how it works. Chris Schmidt, you've been
0: in some of these situations. Is it a little bit like a campfire? You're sitting around a campfire. Does it work like that? Uh, uh, is it that sort of? Uh, atmosphere that's created, an environment where you get to break down some of these barriers.
1: I'd agree with that, but um, I think that it's it's genuinely challenging, and I think for men, um, especially, there's something in the physical. At least that's been my experience. So, one of the um, ways that I've really learned from um, one of the XCCs I went on was I was there going up a pretty steep hill. And uh, you work in teams, and you've, you've got to get there as a team. And, and I'm not carrying just my pack. I'm carrying somebody else's pack, too. <laughs> and I don't know if you've tried doing that, but it's pretty hard work. And then I look across, and, and this chap whose pack I'm carrying, he looks like he's having a pretty good time. And I'm <laughs> resenting the heck out of it. And, you know, I've read my Bible, and I've listened to plenty of sermons about uh, the cost of discipleship. But in that moment, the Spirit actually took, because I was doing some pretty serious talking to God, saying, what's this about? Um, and God said, well, if you're going to be a disciple, if you're going to serve, it's, it's, it's going to cost. And that's actually designed to bring joy. And I think that that is a testimony about what yourself and Michael have been talking about, about this gap between the, the head and the heart. And it took that and to, to break through for me. I needed that physical experience, um, to make sense of the lesson that i knew intellectually in my head and in some ways that was then part of the journey to the muskathlon because the muskathlons not really you don't think it's about you anyway you you go to serve or you think you do and indeed you do but you actually hugely blessed yourself as well but i needed that moment in part to be able to with joy become part of the muskathlon and go and say well this is not about me and this is going to cost something it's going to cost me pride because I'm gonna to have to humble myself and ask for, for their sponsorship from people. It's going to cost me time. It's gonna cost me holidays that I could use with my family. It's gonna cost me money to pay for my own trip to get there. So there's gonna be a cost. Um, so I think that that's the best way I can explain that in my own life, The head and the heart got bridged on that particular issue, and I needed the physical experience for that to happen for some reason where God has his own sense of humor. Very shortly thereafter, I listened to a Bible podcast. I was listening to Luke. Just the next day after the XCC. And guess what Jesus is talking about? The cost of discipleship. Mm -hmm. So I think God has a sense of humour, which we often see in the Gospels. But, um, that's, that's my story. There's a, there's a little snippet, I suppose, that explains how that's, um, manifested in my life.
0: Big question is, when's the next extreme character challenge? And when's the next muscathlon? Uh, Michael, uh, is there one coming up sometime soon? Yeah, there's a the the
2: next extreme character challenge will be on the 26th of April. That's coming up uh, at the Cynic Rim. And um, we do have a, a lot Senegrim
0: of… Scenic Rim is in southeast Queensland. That's and, correct. And have you found that there are people traveling from interstate to be a part
2: of these? Yes, there will be some uh, people from uh, different states. Possibly we're looking at uh, potentially some people coming up from Tasmania. And uh, there's definitely a couple of uh, guys coming in from Melbourne as well. And um, so we're just still waiting for people to register. There's already uh, over 50 men already in the books coming. So we're, we're looking for a big group this time. And then the muskathlon in the Philippines next year. That's correct. Then The next muskathlon that's closest to Australia is in the Philippines. And uh, it would be uh, in on May the 23rd through the 3rd of June. Um, and actually, I have been pleasantly surprised by the fact that my wife has signed up and she has never ever done anything more than eight kilometers. And she signed up for a 21k uh, half marathon and she's already starting to uh, practice tr- and w- with, with all the training going on. So, so I'm going there. So, so we're, we're hoping to get some people to come along. And you've
0: just opened up a whole new dimension by saying that women are participating as well. That's correct. Uh, in the extreme character challenges, that's for, only men, for men only, that's but correct. the muskathlons are open for men and women. Women, that's correct. I'll point people to the website. It's au. The Fourth, with the number four in there, The au. Our two special guests talking through what's happening with this amazing men's ministry. Michael Oon, who leads the Fourth Musketeer in Australia, and Chris Schmidt, one of the Fourth Musketeer executives. Thank you both for joining us and sharing your hearts with us today on 2020.
2: Thank on. you. Thank you, man.